Yes, it's Monday, and we all know what that means by now, don't we? Yes, we do indeed. Join in with me. It's time to talk about ghosts with I, Sir Kevin of Eustace. I haven't been knighted yet, but it's only a matter of time. I think we can all agree. And, of course, we're coming direct to you from our new studio, the new Wintag Towers, and it feels much more like an actual tower because we are on, like, the second floor of a very old building. Do I need to look into the history of this building? Yes, I believe I do. Do I need to speak to the owners of the building and the people who work here and see if it's haunted? Yes, I do. Have I done so yet? No, I haven't. And why haven't I? Because I'm the new kid in town. And, um, yeah, right, all I'm doing currently is, like, recording, holding in me wee, and weeing before I leave. Because, you know... It takes time, doesn't it, to get to know people? Well, it shouldn't, but it does for me, especially when this room has no windows. It's rather small. It's surrounded by carpet, and it's kind of perfect for me, being the hermit that I am. But you know when you start a new job, uh, I'm one of them people who would, for the first few months, stand at the back and kind of be quiet, observe people. I'd probably be thought of as rude because I'm not interacting But it's more a case of observation and seeing what people's boundaries are, where I fit in in the social structure. It's much harder to do when you only walk past someone and go, morning, and then go into your box. So I think it's going to take a good long time before I've managed to suss everyone out. But in the meantime, none of that's paranormal. Or is it? No, it's not. So we are here to talk about ghosts, and I hope you are all doing fantastically well. now. Uh, I will announce this now so there's no surprises, as Radiohead would say. Next week, we are in Glastonbury. Um, So, or should I say, we'll be returning from Glastonbury because we're going in like tomorrow or two days' time. So, obviously, it's a pre-record. What we were going to, we were debating just releasing a Patreon episode. And I said to Becca, it feels always a bit cop-out-ish when we just release a Patreon episode. You know, there's no work. So instead, what we've done is we tried to keep it paranormal. Me and Becca just did a 30-minute rant about different things, and mainly ghosts, actually, I think. And, uh, yeah, so we've done that. So that's going to come your way next Monday. But what have we got in store for today? Well, all the usual goodness. I'm going to, of course, sing a song for our merry Patreons. We're going to have a paranormal review. We're going to have one of your listener ghost stories. I'm going to stop talking in this accent. And then we're going to go over to Becca's Reddit corner, where, of course, she will read us the latest terrifying news from the site known as Reddit. So all in all, a pretty standard show, I do believe. So firstly, let's deal with the Patreon people. Now, when you sign up to Patreon, not only, not only do you support the show... You also get access to over 200 hours, hours, hours of content. Like It really is. I think it's over 300 now um, because I release two shows on Patreon a week. One is a ramble. You can tell I like to talk. The other is a paranormal Patreon where me and Becca talk about something paranormal or try to. Um, and what I mean by try to, I don't mean like we struggle to speak. We struggle to stay on topic. So you get access to over 300 hours worth of Patreon back episodes, back catalogues, they're known as, don't you know? And of course, two episodes brand new each and every week just for Patreons. And you support the show and you get your name sung out as a thank you. Not many shows do that, you know. I've checked. I haven't checked. (laughs) 
But the guitar is well and truly out, and we have three wonderful new Patreons this week. We have Kelly Hobbs, Aaron, and Carly Kay. And this little country number is for you. Kay, oh, fucked it up. Kelly Hobbs, Carly Kay, have stand up to the Patreon. Kelly Hobbs and Carly Kay, stand up to the Patreon. And don't forget, Aaron, he signed up too. Don't forget, Aaron, he signed up too. And I would like to say thank you. Ended it on an E seventh there. For everyone paying attention, we always like to end on a seventh. So a big thank you to three wonderful... Oop, drop the guitar. Three wonderful patrons. And if you'd like to join the team and get access... Get access? What's access? I think it's like access, but a different vowel at the beginning. If you want access to 300 hours worth of this sort of... Whatever it is, go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Now let's have a paranormal review, shall we? Yes, it's time to review something paranormal so that you don't have to review it for yourselves because what nonsense would that be if you were reviewing things for yourself? So I'm going to do it for you. So anyway, today we're going to cover a podcast. It is a paranormal podcast because that's why it's a paranormal review. And it's a podcast called Haunted Road with Amy Brunei. Now, you may well be aware of it. Amy's done loads of stuff in terms of TV work, podcasting work. She's been everywhere in the gamut or the spectrum of the paranormal. But Haunted Road is a show which features, um, sorry, not features, focuses on one story or one area or topic per episode. And it's done, you know what, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I had to stick with it at first because the way it's done throws you around a bit. You know, they'll have like, witness testimonies, then it'll jump back to the narrative, then it'll jump somewhere else. And it can initially be a little bit hard work to follow the narrative, but you do get there. It's, I'm not saying, you know, you might be there from minute one and I might just be the idiot. But my point being is once you've got the gist of the narrative, then you get an excellent show. So stick with it and reap the rewards. And as I say, it might just be me. It might just be my brain going, ah, why is that there? Why is that there? It might just be how you actually do a paranormal podcast. And I'm like, huh? Why is there no guitar music? Um, but anyway, do give it a go. It's, uh, I'm sure that you might anyway because, you know, you listen to paranormal podcasts, evidently. And um, this, our one here, our lovely little Wintag group, we, we fit in there. You know, we discuss the paranormal. We have extensive knowledge between our little community. So I'm sure that you all might be aware of Amy Brunei and her work. But Haunted Road is done very well. Uh, and I mean this in the nicest possible way. I've fallen asleep many a time listening to the show because it's done in, in a very vividly... Um, vividly, is that the right word? Uh, you know, you can visualise what's being said. You took on a bit of a journey. And I personally... I'm really into it at the minute. It's very calm and it's very meditative, but also terrifying. So, in my personal opinion, Haunted Road by Amy Brunei is two thumbs up to the sky. And that wasn't meant to rhyme, but it's not a crime. Um, and also, her name might be pronounced Amy Bruni. But uh, yeah, Amy Brunei for me 
because it rhymes with two thumbs to the sky. So yeah, go check it out. I would. I have. I did. I've reviewed it. Go check it out. Okay, so it's my favourite time of the week right now, and I say that every week, and I mean it every week, and it's because we're about to reveal, we're not about to reveal anything, well, guess what everyone, I'm Superman, yes, secret is ruined now, no, we're about to talk about your true paranormal experiences, which is my favourite part of the week, because, you know, I don't know them until I read them, I don't proofread them. And therefore, I get scared with you, I learn with you, and we can be scared together. So yeah, that's enjoyable, isn't it? Hopefully, because that's what, you know, that's what the aim is for the show. So we are going to do that right now. And this week, we've had an email in from Claire. And Claire says, hi, Kevin. Hi. Hi, Becca. Hi. And hi, the neighbor's cat. I don't know what the fuck that was. Want to explain yourself, TNC? And well, now I'm just losing the plot. But she does put meow in brackets. Ah, oh, bless. My name is Claire. In brackets, please don't use my last name. Don't worry, Claire Montague. We'd never do that to you. It's not really Montague. Just in a bit of a capulet phase. Why would you say Montague? Anyway. And I'm a long-time listener from New York in the US. I love both your podcasts, The Dark Paranormal, and Let's Talk About Ghosts. Well, clearly you don't, because it's We Need to Talk About Ghosts. I'm joking. My experience may be better suited for the dark paranormal, but I don't think it's long enough, so I thought I'd submit it here instead. Thank you for the consideration, Claire. I should let you know before I share my experience that I'm a born-again Christian and very in tune with the spiritual realm. Demons are very real. Now that is a statement, and I love it. Now, the title of the email is Demon Pressing, which sounds like flower pressing to me, but I hope... Well, I God hope that that's not what that is. You know, you catch a demon, you put it in a book and you squeeze the book tight for about 40 days. And when you open it up, you've got a freshly dried demon that you can then make an ornament out of. I hope that's not where we're going with this email, Claire. But let's find out together, because this is Claire's email. I've had many experiences with demons over the years, but the one I'm sharing today happened about 20 years ago. I was going through a deep depression at the time. In brackets, demons tend to attack when you're extremely vulnerable. Close brackets. And was staying with my family in Brooklyn. I wasn't on any meds, so this wasn't a hallucination, just in case anyone wants to equate my experience with psych meds. I'd gone to sleep on the sofa in the living room, and sometime in the middle of the night, my uncle came home and started cooking in the kitchen. I was sleeping on the sofa, but could somehow still see and hear everything that was happening around me, as if I was standing right next to him. To be clear, my body was on the sofa, but I was wide awake, outside of my body, and I was not dreaming. All of a sudden, I felt a demon on my back, trying to get inside of my body. I started screaming at the top of my lungs, get off me in the name of Jesus, over and over again. The whole time this was happening, I could see my uncle cooking and listening to music, but he didn't see or hear me. I can't tell you how long this went on for, but it seemed like several minutes, with me screaming at the top of my lungs, get off me in the name of Jesus, before it finally disappeared. I can still feel what it felt like to this very day. 
I haven't shared this experience with many people and thought it was just a demon trying to get inside my body whilst I was emotionally vulnerable. But one of my aunts recently told me that what I experienced is known as demon pressing. Apparently this is something that happens, mostly when people are asleep. It still happens to me from time to time, even when I'm awake. The only way I can describe how it physically feels is like something trying to get into my body or is leaning on the back of my neck and I feel like a tightness in my throat, like I'm being choked. Afterwards, it feels like I've been physically attacked and I'm very sore from where the demon was pushing on me. I'd be curious to know if you and your listeners have more to share about demon pressing. For years, I had no idea that there was a term for what happened to me. Thanks for taking the time to read about my experience and I look forward to hearing future episodes. Sincerely, Claire. Wow, Claire. Demon pressing? Bloody hell. I mean, I've heard of that, but not named that, if you know what I mean. So it sounds like you've obviously ethically progested projected even so astral projection as far as i'm aware because i've experienced what was called astral projection i.e coming out your body when i was 16 never been able to do it since um but it happened one time i've told the story over and over again but anyway um apparently what you do what and what you've experienced and what i experienced that's the ethereal plane not the astral plane so although it's referred to as astral projection you and I um, projected onto the ethereal plane, as in Earth, as in your everyday surroundings. So have I, I mean, I didn't experience anything like that. Christ, on a bike, no way. But I have read plenty of stories and warnings about if you don't do, I mean, it sounds like you wasn't intentionally trying to project out of your body. I was. It sounded like you wasn't. Um, so you wouldn't have done this anyway. But apparently within the whole gamut of projection, um, whether it be astrally or etherically, you're meant to do a, pro a protection sort of, you know, I'm, I'm surrounded by light, that sort of thing. Um, and that stops things being able to enter your soulless body whilst you're out and about, you know, doing the jig or whatever, or watching your uncle cook. But it's interesting that that doesn't, you know, it, you felt it physically on your neck. From the description, I don't know whether you meant like it was on your astral body, if you like. It was on the version of you that was viewing your uncle or whether you felt it physically within your body. Um, but it's an interesting one. Yeah, I've never heard of demon pressing. And like Claire asks, if any of our listeners, I don't know why I turned Cornish then, if any of our listeners have, um, that wasn't Cornish, have experienced something similar, then do let us know. Send us an email, contact at talkaboutghosts.com. And we will, uh, yeah, we'll try to get into some debate, get Claire some answers, give me some information, and I'll read it back to you. Because that's how the show works, people. But thank you so much, Claire. That sounds daunting to hell. Like, literally. Anyway, at this point in proceedings, what we like to do is head ourselves down into the dark and dingy, but wonderful and sweet, area known as Becca's Reddit Corner. So, don't forget, next week, we're going to just be me and Becca rambling away. There'll be no Patreon shout-outs. What we said, as I, say, as I said at the start, um, we thought rather than 
having a Patreon episode out, which our Patreons will have already heard. It's just going to be background noise next week. Me and Becca are talking about the odd ghost story for 30 minutes, you know. So expect that. That's coming out next Monday. And then we'll be back in normality the Monday after, okay? In the meantime, stay safe, stay aware, more importantly, don't know why I said that, and uh, yeah, and enjoy this little visit to the corner known as Becca's Reddit Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Well, 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 look at where we are today. Yes, that's right, everybody, we're in everybody's favourite dark and dingy and mangy, but beautiful and lovely corner, owned by the one and only, Becca. Hello. How are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm not too bad. Your voice is holding up well, considering that we're on our second hour of recording. Yeah, I know, you're, you're quite the um, the strict one with it, aren't you? I thought we'd have a little break in between, but no. No breaks, no, no. plough right through. Lucky to get a quick sip of water. No yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, because, you know, this is what happens when you, you want to try and book weeks out of my life. Oh, interesting, so you're punishing me. Yes. Taking me to Glastonbury. It's a treat for thousands of people. It will be a treat for thousands of people. You're quite right. And I'm sure I'll enjoy it whilst I'm there. I'm there now as you listen to this. Am I? No. No, we haven't left yet. We leave in two days. Yeah. Yeah. But we're just needing to do a lot of recording prior. Yeah. Because you've got a lot of stuff to do on Monday. Yeah. Well, you say this, but I've got a lot of stuff to do on Monday. You think I haven't got stuff? You think I don't have stuff to do? Do what you're trying to say? It's like you're going to knife me in in an alley (laughs) or something. Anyway, um, what I thought we'd do today is what we do every Reddit corner. I found a story on Reddit. (laughs) That's, you know, why that is. No, that is because we've just literally done a paranormal Patreon and next Monday's we need to talk about ghosts because as I've no doubt already mentioned, next Monday's show is just me and Becca chatting and talking about Random bits, but trying to stay on topic with ghosts. Yeah. Largely failing. Um, but just so there's something new out there. But anyway, here is what's been chosen for you. Okay, thank you. Why is that in grey at the top? I don't know. It's not to do with touching the phone. No, sometimes it's, um, did you spoilers in grey and you have to click them to um to reveal the spoiler, don't you? I have no idea. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a thing, yeah. Oh, I so know. I thought it might have been that. Okay. This story is called... You're not going to welcome us? Sorry, my, my mistake. Okay, I don't even know where I am. <laughs> could be anywhere. I mean, you said repeatedly where we are. Yeah, but I have no idea. Okay, yeah, no, sorry. My apologies, yeah. yeah. Let's get with the, this, apology accepted. This is what happens when you don't give me a break. Could I have a cup of tea or something? No, 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 straight in. No, no. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Thank you. This story is called When My Dad Died. Oh. Which is very sad. Hi, all. This happened in 2000. What was that? That's how it starts. Oh, Hello. okay. Sorry, I thought you were just randomly. <laughs> I thought you were just randomly like waving to the audience. <laughs> Hi, Al. Hi, it's me. It's me. It's me. No, no, this, that's how it starts. Okay. Hi, all. This happened in 2004 when my dad died. Oh. My husband's kids had just got back, just gotten back. To... Sorry, it's going to be one of those, isn't it? Kids and I had just got back, got back. To... To the hospital. Fucking <laughs> hell. It's, it's rapping Ronnie Reagan there. <laughs> it's, it's, this sentence doesn't make any sense. Should I just read it as it is? Read it as it is. My husband, kids, and had just gotten back to the hospital saying goodbye to my dad. So you can see why I tripped on that trying to fix yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 
fair enough. It just got okay. back from the hospital. After saying goodbye to, yes, to her after, dad. Yeah. Oh, still, still are, and God bless. Yeah. Um, but thank you for the rap. He hadn't officially died when we left, but we couldn't stay because the kids were young and my husband couldn't take any more time off work. Oh. My mother and sister stayed with him. Anyway, we just got home and went into the bathroom and saw a towel and some clothes on the floor. I bent over to pick it up and suddenly felt someone whack my butt hard. What? Um, that happened to me, Mum, you know. Did it? Yeah. Was it, was it your dad? No, this is the thing. That's, well, that's one of the first ghost stories she's ever told me. She went, when the, when our Paul, my elder brother, was a toddler and they moved into a new house in Simmonswood Lane, mm. um, she was upstairs washing her hair over the sink, or over the bath, sorry, and someone slapped her on the arse. <laughs> and when she, she jumped, obviously, and she looked outside, she ran yeah. downstairs, and mm. our Paul's in his cot, and my dad's out in the back. Oh. Yeah. Uh, hard enough that I heard the crack and bumped my head into the corner of the sink. I ran out of the bathroom screaming at my husband because I thought he snuck up behind me and did it. He quite vigorously denied it as he was in the other end of the house. Not 60 seconds after I yelled at him, the phone rang. It was my sister calling to let me know Dad had passed away five minutes ago. Now, when I was growing up, my dad was very insistent on well-brought-up young ladies did not bend over like common and they put four asterisks. Oh, is is that to imply like an S word? Presumably, yeah. I had to kneel down with my spine straight to pick up things on the floor. Fucking hell! I haven't been able to do that for a very long time. Any time I bent over in the wrong way, I got whacked on the bus. That stopped one day when absentmindedly whacked my mother. I had a lump on my head as proof, and I looked for bruises because it was hard enough to shove me into the sink. I don't so think... It... Say that bit again. I had a lump on my head as proof and looked for bruises because it was hard enough, presumably to, shove me into the sink. Right, okay. I don't think my dad meant to knock my head into the sink. I think he wanted to do something that only a few people knew what it was. Interesting. Like, as in, let's say if... Let's say if I had... um, If any time you, I don't know, scratched your nose... And I mm. thought it was a bad thing to do. I'd tap you on the head three times. Yeah. You've scratched your nose after I'm dead and you get three taps on the head, basically. Mm. Is what's took place there. Mm. Or as I call it, the, the no scratch head tap theory. Yeah, I mean, I think we didn't really need an example because the poster has said, I think he wanted to do something that only a few people knew what it was. Kind yeah, of and what, yeah. Covers it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I we just don't need an to... example of, of knowing what something is. yeah, yeah. I just felt the need, you know, to make one up. Yeah. Um, Any comments on that? Yeah, quite a few. Someone says, oh, wow, it's not uncommon to actually feel contact from the other side, like having a place hand placed on the shoulder or a strand of her gets twisted, stuff like that. Sounds like your dad's soul had been released and was either saying hello or goodbye. Thanks for sharing your experience. Okay. Um, someone hilariously has picked up on the, the act rather than the ghost element and said, my knees are bad and I can't squat down anymore. I think it's up to others to keep their eyes and hands to themselves and don't think dirty thoughts when they see women bend over. Self-control is not that hard. Sorry you got smacked growing up. Fucking hell. I mean, read the room a bit, like... Um, To which the poster has replied... Oh, come on, what's the poster replied? I'm into this already. My dad grew up in the 1930s and 40s. Standards for what was proper for women's behaviour was different. It stopped when he smacked my mother one day. However, I do see his concern because we wore mini skirts at that time. 
So this person replied and said, what happened when he smacked your mum? And the poster said, besides yelling at him, she sucked for several weeks. You don't want to get sucked, my mother. I imagine. Maybe she was just really like out of she out of sorts. Everything yeah, for weeks. Really rubbish. Yeah, she sucked at everything yeah. for weeks. You don't want to get my mother angry enough to suck. It it, 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 it doubles so down so on the suck. Yeah. Um, the guilty party doesn't exist as far as she is concerned. It's definitely suck. <laughs> Don't get me so mad that I stop being shit at everything I do. But it's not like they've just missed the L. They've put a C in instead. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get. I, I, I understand why you're saying the word, because it's there. Yeah, no, I'm just saying it's not like it's... It doesn't look like a typing error, because if you just missed the L, that would be one thing. I mean, but they've actually uh, typed unless, the C. Is this like an Americanism it's like that we don't know? Don't get me so mad I start sucking. I don't know. I presume... I, the only uses of suck I know in that context would be, as you say, just being rubbish at stuff. like. Yeah. And yeah, I, like I like really like rubbish dinners and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, you just have was... a half a lettuce. Like... Yeah, my mum was so upset she was, she sucked for a month. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, um, that's else? so weird. Someone else has commented, "Can I smack your butt for science?" What really? Why have they done that? Why, why? It's so odd. Um, someone else has said, "The more you complain, the more it might happen," uh, because when it's effective, they tend to repeat it. Something to do with negative reinforcement, even in the spirit realm. Well, the more you complain, the more it might happen. Yeah. What do you mean? I don't, I don't, I don't understand that concept. Or like, sentence. if you just ignored it, that they would get bored and go away. Whereas if you oh, reacted... Oh, if you give it attention and yeah. acknowledge it, yeah. the more they'll do it. Like yeah. like a bully. Yeah, exactly, like a bully. Yeah. 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 Okay. But they, they, this person seems to think it would be a positive thing for it to keep happening. To keep getting slapped on the arse yeah, by your dad. Either that, or unless they're like, do you want to stop moaning about it online? Because <laughs> otherwise it'll carry on. I don't know. It's either encouragement or a warning. It's hard to tell. Uh, any other comments? Um, well, the the poster replied to the person who said, it's not uncommon to feel contact from the other side, um, by saying, or letting him know he's watching me. Periodically, we smell the scent of cherry pipe tobacco smoke around the house. No one in my house smokes, and our house sits far enough back on the property that the smoke cannot be from someone in the street. The one time I complained about it was at 2am, and it was the smell of garlicky kielbasa and onions frying. Dad loved it, but I hated it, so I don't complain about pipe tobacco smoke anymore. Interesting. Is he actually dead, this fella? (laughs) It sounds like he's faked his own death, got into the loft, gets out every night, smokes his pipe, cooks his favourite meal, smacks on the arse all too. (laughs) And then gets back in the loft. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a bit inappropriate to be smacking the arse of your daughter when she bends over. It's a bit weird. Yeah, I don't think... Even alive. Yeah. Even alive. The things you have to say on this podcast. I mean, because you, you, is he doing it as in to say, because that's what will happen if you do that when you're out. Do you know what I mean? To me, it almost sounds like a put that away thing to me. Like, yeah. Like, you shouldn't be bending over like that. You should be bending over... In a squat, straight back. It it's it's body shaming a bit. It is, but I mean, like the the, the original po- the OP, as they say, has said he was brought up in a different era, mm. and you know there was kind of I don't want to say standards, and that implies that we're all just fucking hedonists now. Mm. But I mean, there was a certain set expectations. Of expectations, yeah. It's an interesting thing because you know what you picked up in it yesterday when yeah. you said something. And it's been mentioned to me before. People have laughed when I've said it. And it's, it's only dawning on me now. So 
I was basically like like my main adult figures outside of my dad because my mum died in my teens was my nan and granddad. Mm. So from sixteen onwards, really, because my dad worked so hard and so so many hours, we didn't really have any big deep conversations. So it was kind of brought up by my grandparents from a conversational point of view. Yeah. Um, and therefore, and but we've said, I mean, like it was, me, it was me mum who said to me, "A man should always walk on the outside of a woman when you're walking down the street, because yeah. it's chivalrous. In case a car mounts the curb, it'll hit the man instead of the woman." Yeah. Um, so I do that. But one thing that I definitely have picked up off my nana granddad and assume it, assumed it to be common parlance, but it's not. It's from their generation mm. and has skipped a generation and been given to me mm. is. And I've I even said it to your sister once, who's like twenty years younger than both both of us. Twenty years younger than me. How old is she? She's eight years younger than me. Okay. Well, anyway, I said to her, She's fifteen, is she? But, uh, but to other people as well, I've said, um, "Are you are you courting?" Right. And, and meant it. Do you know what I mean? Meant it in how it's how it's turned. Like, yeah. are you are you is someone courting you? Your sisters use that as well. Has she? Yeah. So she said that to one of your mates one time. Oh really? Recording, yeah, yeah, and and um, yeah, but well, my sister would because she lived with me now for well, yes, quite a while, yeah. So it's an, but it's an interesting thing, isn't it? I like that generational speak. Yeah, can, I've never used that. I can guess. miss a generation because of circumstance and stuff, mm. and you think it's modern parlance because it'd be weird that like I I know like you just said I could go to my sister's today and be like, um, oh, guess who Stephen's cotton. And my sister would be like, oh, not, what do you mean, court? I mean, no, everyone knows what it means, I think. People do know what it means in the UK, anyway. It's it's common because that's what your grandparents say to you. But it is what you, like, no one would actually use it unless you were being a bit deliberately quirky. Yeah, but that's what I mean. We don't say it, when I say we, I mean, me and our calf don't say it to be deliberately quirky. We say Yeah, you it, genuinely I mean, mean it. We mean it, yeah. it when we say, are you courting? Yeah. You're like, you, I said to my nephew, are you still courting, Addy? And he was like, what? And he was like, do you, do you mean football? I was like, what? No, he's still, he's still with your girlfriend. But anyway. I think you do know he's still seeing someone. Yeah. What was the thing that, there was a term about five, ten years, maybe a bit of thing. Was it just see, uh, about, no, not seeing, meeting. No, was it meeting? Yeah, or talking to. Talking to, yeah. And talking to, for some reason, mm. became what it meant to be in a, starting a relationship with someone. Yeah. He's talking to her. Yeah, bizarre that because it's just it just means talking. Yeah, because if you came home, if you didn't know that, and you came home innocently and said to your <laughs> yeah. girlfriend, oh, "I was talking to this girl earlier," you were what? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, you were courting her. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's two generations combining there. Anyway, anyway, we've clearly shown here on this Becca's Red Corner that we've been talking nonstop for over an hour and a half because I think we've rambled a bit. But thank you, Becca, for allowing us into your corner. You're welcome. And. um... We will speak to you next week for 30 minutes of non-stop action. Up to you. Yes, and then you'll be back for Reddit Corner the week after. Thank you for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca. Always a pleasure. Never a charm. Tatty bye. Do you mean never a chore? Oh, yeah, never a chore, what did I say? Never a charm. Oh, sorry. Not nice. <laughs> never charming. Always a pleasure, but never fucking enjoyable. <laughs> um, okay, thanks, Becca. Bye, guys. <laughs>